Hello and welcome to a Valentine's special edition episode of We're Not Fucking Historians with me, Hazel Hayes. And moi, Shane Todd. Just because it's Valentine's, we're speaking a little bit of French. (laughs) We love it. We love it. Very romantic. Very sexy. I think it's going to be a sexy episode. I think you're going to enjoy it. Do you think it's going to be sexy or do you think it's going to be soppy? I think you'll be surprised by how not soppy what I have to tell you will be. Right. Actually. Because I'm, I'm forecasting quite a lot of sop. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know anything about Valentine's Day and I don't know how Irish history and Valentine's Day connect. But I am looking forward to you telling me. But can we tell people why we're not doing this episode? Yeah, so person? people are probably noticing a slight difference here. We are recording remotely because you broke your leg. I've broken my leg, which is a very like nine-year-old thing to do, isn't it? To just it break is, your leg yeah, and be in a, a cast. Bit. Well, it's nine-year-old thing when you break your leg playing playing football with your mates. No, I wasn't playing with my mates. I was playing <laughs> with my football team, some of right. which happened to be my friends. But I, I'm trying to get away from this rumour that I was, you know, kicking the ball <laughs> about beside some shops with some boys. You know, I was very much... I'm imagining it was in the backfield with jumpers for goalposts and just like... Yeah, it was, to be fair. It was another 11s <laughs> match. You've given me a little bit of sort of advice about broken legs. I think I explained in the WhatsApp group for this podcast that I would be walking within eight days. And (laughs) you said, no, that's not true. No, you fucking won't. Can I ask, how how did you break your leg? I quite famously broke my leg on the stage of the Royal Albert Hall. No, you're saying you famously broke your leg there? You're saying that like that's the number one thing people talk about when they think about the Albert Hall? Well, well, probably when they when they think about me breaking my leg, they certainly do. There's a really wonderful picture that we can't do on here because it's a podcast, but maybe for people watching, if we, if we do a little clip, there's a really wonderful picture of me in the middle of the Royal Albert Hall with a paramedic leg, two, two bones broken, my tibia and my fibula Damn, just snapped. And I'm just sat there looking very glamorous and smiling for a photograph of this stunning backdrop of the Royal Albert Hall. So let me ask, what was on stage? <laughs> Well, it it had been Cinderella. We went to see the ballet. We went, we, we'd seen Cinderella, but it was like this kind of gifted night where they invited us along, got me and my friends, just, just plied us full of wine all night, absolutely hammered. And then we had a bit of a tour backstage and then I stupidly went out on, onto the stage. Now, there, obviously everyone was gone at this point, so it was a completely empty thing. So it was like we were on stage. And I decided for some reason to kick off my heels and do sort of a little, a little sort of a jeté. Mm-hmm. I'm told that I sickled my ankle, which basically means that instead of pointing my foot straight, I sort of bent it and then came down and the ankle snapped. Nightmare. Uh, but it, it was quite, it was quite shocking. It was quite a shocking amount of break for just jumping on a foot. It since turns out I have shit bones. Yeah, you're like that guy from Unbreakable, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. I'm a, lot, him. I'm a lot like Samuel L. Jackson, yes, in many ways. I get that a lot. I get that all the time. Are you the yeah. mythical Irish figure, Mrs. Glass? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Glass Lady of Dublin? <laughs> the Glass Lady of Donamede. Yeah, look, I don't know. I'm just a bit shit all around, but that's what happened. But anyway, you broke your poor leg yeah. and I was so sorry for you and you said... It's grand. I'll be walking in eight days. And oh, how I laugh. Well, I actually said four <laughs> weeks and you said you won't be walking in four weeks. And when I say I'm using that as my motivation to walk, I'm using that as my motivation to walk. Well, if that's what helps get you through. I also gave you some advice about advice about the um, the leg condom. Yes. About put, so, which has come in handy. Yeah. So I ordered myself some leg uh, 
waterproof coverings, which looks like which look like big condoms. They look like condoms for Finn McCool. Bringing it back to Irish history, <laughs> yes, they do. And uh, here's the thing: I was so preoccupied. See, when you are a stand-up comedian, people think anything. When you tell a story, it's made up for a comedic effect. This is how this happened. I was totally distracted. I was just about to get into a shower, which takes me about seven minutes, and I put my leg condom on. Obviously, to protect mm. the cast, because everyone knows you can't get a cast wet. Got into the shower, was basking in the jet of the shower, and then realised, I've put this waterproof plaster cast cover on the wrong leg. So I just had it on, like, my good leg. So I just oh, covered shame. my good leg in a waterproof cast and just was in oh, there. And, and hey, if we're talking about... Soppy, sop, and, and and things that are <laughs> things that are soppy and, and moist. My cast, it, bit, it, it's bit a moist, complete disaster. But oh, but unlike hell, Adele, shame. who's like, oh, you know, canceling all of her work and stuff. I'm do, I'm here yeah, for yeah, the yeah. podcast because I'm not letting you're powering people down. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. In fact, I got an email inviting me to your show in Leicester Square. Yes, I invited you because Finn, who produces, is coming. The team at Stack are coming. I invite. Is he? Yeah, I invited you. So we're going to go as a little gang. Yeah, I invited you. I'm very excited. And then you said, "Oh, thanks for the invite." No, I didn't know our mutual agent had already invited you. I didn't know he was <laughs> handing out tickets without telling me unsolicited tickets, and he's gone. He's just handing out free tickets. I think he just wants bums in seats. He told me to bring like twenty friends, <laughs> yeah. honestly, like for free. He's he's very worried it's going to be empty. Shane, it's okay. he's very you know, worried. Look, you're giving me a bit of stick, but I'll have the last laugh because after the show, I'm going to say, "Hazel, you should get up and perform a pirouette up there." <laughs> <laughs> snap your finger. Oh, don't. It hasn't been the most romantic start to what should be a romantic episode. But let's jump into it. St. Valentine, who, you know, you might be right in thinking, has absolutely no relation to Ireland whatsoever. But as we do, we will find a connection and it will be in the episode later. Yeah, okay. Okay. So for now, what is St. Valentine the patron saint of, Shane? Is it love? That's one of them. Yeah. The hickeys. Also on the list. You, yes. People, good. Can I explain what hickeys are if people don't know? It's, um, <laughs> Everyone knows what a hickey is. It's back in the day whenever you would, how do I put this in a romantic way, sort of like suck somebody's neck at a disco. <laughs> and then they were left with a yeah. bruise on their neck. Yeah. Nice. You'd have to go to Sunday dinner. And so, this is a true story. One time I went to a Sunday, di- a family dinner in June with a black turtleneck jumper on because it's all I had that covered my neck and I sat there fucking sweltering through the hall and everyone be like hey, is he alright do you want to change is that not quite no just, I'm freezing to God I'm just, just freezing just absolutely they must have known yeah you're an amateur you they must have, have known what, you should have done what I did which is put a dog collar on <laughs> family dinners if I wanted to hide <laughs> Shane's got his dog collar on again yeah. know what that means what about romance I don't know I don't know a lot about He's I know about the, the patron Aussians, saint, not, not this saint. No. Well, there are a few. Wait, wait until it. Wait until I tell you, patron saint of marriages and love. Yeah, which fine. Fair. Also, plague. Right. <laughs> beekeepers. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? Did not see that coming. And epilepsy. Right. I mean, I didn't know there was a patron saint of three out of these four things. <laughs> Do you know what? Here's the thing about these saints, and we're probably going to talk about more saints as the podcast goes on. And I don't yeah, want to slag yeah, off Irish. the saints, but it gets to the point. Ah, where no, slag them off. It gets to the point where there's patron saints of like inanimate objects. You're like, oh, he's a patron saint of roundabouts. 
I use a patron saint of Tupperware. <laughs> I tend to agree. It's non. It's absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Also, another sort. We're just sort of dispelling another myth here. What Shane comes to mind when you think about Valentine's Day? Oh, a little Eskimo kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, in your kiss. Oh, Jesus Christ! Sorry, I'm Joe Rogan. <laughs> don't know sorry yes um, okay what comes to mind when i think of valentine's day is probably holding hands in the back seat of the movies nice nice so love <laughs> romance yeah dating yes, exactly yeah. hearts flowers courtship. chocolates courtship dinner candlelight mm-hmm. bit of ro- bit of romance bit of sex maybe who knows if you're lucky on valentine's day <laughs> we're gonna have a talk after this <laughs> oh well so actually February 14th Valentine's Day uh, was the day that some guy got beheaded right and I felt the pressure that he did when I looked at the calendar at the top right of my laptop screen here and saw it's the 8th of February yeah you've not got no as I scrambled to think of what I can get on Amazon Prime to arrive in time (laughs) (laughs) that's what I think of when I think of Valentine's Day yeah um, a guy got beheaded in Ireland no no, we'll get we'll get to how it's very loosely connected with Ireland later. No, this was in Rome. Okay. Difficult to say which guy got beheaded mm. because there are three different accounts of different Saint Valentines, plural. But the one thing that everybody agrees on in all these accounts is that he was executed on February 14th. Now, the most popular account was set around 270 AD, around the time... Rome was under the rule of Claudius the Cruel. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think he's a little <laughs> bit like Ron Seal Paint, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Just as he says it in. Probably a bit of a cunt, fair to say. He would, he would do things like, uh, you know, he, he'd hold the door for you by the time you got close. Like the lift, you'd run for a lift. He'd go, here, I'll keep this open for you. And then at the last minute, he presses the closed oh. door sign. He'd wash his hands and then not dry them and open the door with them so that the next time you use the bathroom, you wash your hands, dry them, and then you have to put your hand on like the wet handle. Yeah. What a prick. What a prick. Goes to the self-scan, pays for his shopping, and then takes a plastic bag after he's paid for it. You know, as opposed to how many bags have you taken? One. He would always do that. And he would would walk past the people working there and he'd say, hey, just to let you guys know, I, I definitely paid for this bag. He also was always off starting needless wars. Yeah. You know, the kind. And because of this, he was running out of soldiers because, you know, they kept dying. (laughs) Um, So he was having a bit of trouble signing up new recruits because basically they'd figured out that there was this loophole in the law whereby if they were married, they didn't have to join the army. Yes. So they were all off. They were all off getting hitched. So Claudius the Cruel... (laughs) <laughs> who I would call Claudius the Clever just banned marriage yeah well just banned it that's fair enough And then, but I'm thinking like why are these married guys like why are they not looking to head off for war because I mean definitely not speaking from personal experience but you know that sounds like a, that sounds like a bit of time you know getting the head short and just getting out of the house <laughs> just getting the head down again I will just point out that a lot of the soldiers were dying right yeah fair a lot of needless senseless bloody violent stupid wars right that they weren't really winning. So these guys would get married and then he just said, no, fuck this, you can't get married and therefore you must go fight. So what happened was there was a priest, 
by the name of Valentine, you see. And he decided to defy this law and perform marriages anyway. So he would perform them in secret and people would be married and then they wouldn't have to go off to war. However, he got caught and got thrown in jail and was sentenced to death, as you do, Mm -hmm. for marrying people. It was a weird time. It was a weird time. Now, the specific sentence was that he be beaten to death with clubs and have his head cut off. But both. (laughs) on Because just double tap, you know, just make sure that you've got it. So this and this was to happen on February 14th. And thus began the romantic holiday we all know and love as St. Valentine's Day. I mean, it's weird when you think of that, like when we're, you know, when guys like me, like married old guys like me are going to, you know, film stations to buy little teddies and, and cheap floors. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. crazy to think that we're doing that because some guy was clearly on the side trying to make a few quid. You know, that's why he was doing it. Let's make no mistake about that. Valentine, Entirely possible. Valentine was just looking to, you know, you slip him 20 quid to get you married. Um, yeah. And he got beaten with clubs and then beheaded. I mean... And then beheaded. Just beheaded. I'm, I'm assuming it was that way around. I mean, we don't know for sure. But <laughs> 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 Who knows? I mean, they, they might have beheaded him first yeah. just for shits I, and gigs. I definitely prefer the other way about <laughs> for sure. Do you think he was like a chicken, though? And like, you know, they got him off and then he just... For <laughs> running around. For 10 seconds, he's just running about. Yeah, it is mad to think that we are still we are still celebrating the way that we do. I mean, I guess you could you could pretty much make the same argument for Christmas, couldn't you? It's like, oh, that's that's not very similar. Or Thanksgiving in to, America. To what it was. Yes. Yeah. 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 Although yeah. Although insane. Easter also. Easter also. These are all based on sort of quite tragic events, it, and then we just buy things and give them to each other. Yeah. Here's the thing about Thanksgiving in America. Though, imagine you were out in the states, and then they were celebrating Thanksgiving, and you thought about it, and you were like, Nah, you know, the background of this holiday is just so controversial, and. You say you see a big plate of food in front of you, a big feed. Yeah. What are you yeah, What are you gonna do? Yeah. Not sit down, neither. That's how they get you. Now, the only real link that we can make from from that story to Valentine's Day is apparently this priest Valentine, while he was jailed. There's this whole other story about how he he told the jailer about Jesus telling him how wonderful he was and was trying to convert him and stuff and turned out the jailer had a daughter who was blind and Valentine healed her and so she could see again look it's a whole thing but when he died he wrote her one last letter and he signed it your Valentine ah so he was trying to get in there Jesus Shane he made her a mixtape (laughs) (laughs) oh you're assuming she's a fully grown daughter <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay. I in my head, she was a kid. I, and I was like, no, no mixtapes for the kids, Shane. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, possi- it's possible the jailer was like fifty and she was like a thirty-year-old woman. I mean, I, I don't fucking know. I don't know. He sent he sent her a mixtape and said, "Your eyes are open. What about your heart? Your Valentine?" And then he said, "Check out these check out these tunes." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a lot of take that, a lot of wet, wet, wet. Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Enrique. Enrique Hero, yeah, that was on there. That was on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to think he mixed it up with Enrique and it was, even though it should have been Hero, it was by Lamos. Oh, <laughs> yeah. love that. Cheeky. He would, do, he would throw the he would throw the <laughs> old curveball out for sure. <laughs> Remember Enrique brought out the ping pong song and the backing beat was literally people playing ping pong? <laughs> like do. That's maybe the point where you stop making music. <laughs> I think that is the point where you stop making music, if I'm honest. Oh my God, that song, that song. Um... What was that song that everyone put? Mysterious Girl, Peter, Peter Andre. Andre. Yeah. Oh, I can do the entire rap to that. Would you like to? Yeah. Do you want me to? Yes, please. 
let me just get to it then. So it's, I mean, everyone will be versus. Oh, how does it start? It's great content. Let me figure this out. Don't cut. Vince, Vince and Nah in the chat. I'm doing it. Hold on. Mysterious girl. I'm only going to look at the start of the lyrics because I need to get in. I don't want to have to do the... Okay, okay. Um, Here we go. Let me see. <laughs> I'm just going to check my emails while you figure that out. <laughs> it's possible it's the producer saying, stop him. Uh, okay, hold on. Yeah, okay, don't worry, we got this, we got this. Uh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hold on. Okay, all I'm gonna do, all I'm gonna do is this from it. Okay. Pizza Andre along with Bubba Ramsey in a behind girl. I step and stare at you. Walking on the show. And then he goes, just one kiss alone and make me heart go boom. Oh, oh, oh. Mysterious girl, I want to get close to you. So close to you, my baby. <sighs> Sorry. It's I just Valentine's. Needed to do that. It's the Valentine's episode. No, I'm fine with that. I think that's completely allowed today. This yeah, one time. I just, need, I just need to do that. Finn, yeah. I'm sorry about the edit you're going to have to do there. Anyway. So... That was the thing. He wrote a letter and it said, you're Valentine. And that's apparently where the whole, apparently where the whole Valentine letter giving signed your Valentine thing came from. So that's kind of nice, I guess. So let me ask you this. Did you ever, when you were younger, write like a, or write or make like a proper Valentine's Day card? Oh gosh. Like to can someone I, I really fancied. Yeah, can I tell you a I don't terrible know. story? Did you, oh, what did you do? No, Shane, I don't want to know about this if you were actually uh, just being mean to someone. I don't want to know. Did you just bully so someone with a Valentine's card? No, I was at uh, <laughs> I was at a summer scheme when I was about, I don't know, 10, 11. Yeah. And my one of my mates came up to me with another friend, gave me a Valentine's card and said, this is from my, like, my little sister who was like a year younger than us. Sure. And I... Take the card, look at it. I don't realise that she's like part of the group that we're walking with. No, no, and I look no, at the card no. and I think they're winding me up because you know what young guys are like. I'm like, he's made me this card. He's gonna, th he's trying to trick me and his sister didn't make this because I, I thought he just made it like 10 minutes before he decided to get me because it was badly made. Oh. So I looked at it and I said, yeah, right. There's no way your sister made this. This is so bad. Like, this is a really bad card. You made this. I was like, there's no effort been put into this. And I ripped it across the middle because I thought he made it. And then I looked over and his sister was crying. He said, he said like, he's like, you're a dick. My sister did make this. And, uh, and that was it. But it was so bad. I ripped it in front of her. I didn't think she made it. That's a horrible story. I know. Do you want to formally apologize to her now, here today on this episode? I think it's made us the people we are today and it just okay. wasn't meant to be. Yeah, okay. Well, thank it you for that, Shane. Thank you for sharing no that story with us. As I said, this is just one account of one guy named Valentine who was a martyr and was killed on February 14th. Apparently there was three of them, which is a massive coincidence. I'm not really sure how that works. One was in Rome, one was in Terni in Italy and one was in Africa. And we know this Thanks to 
It's your old pal, Shane. The monks? It's the monks. It oh, is the monks. No. Please welcome the monks, everybody. They're I back. I mean, They're if back. St. Valentine did make a mixtape, <laughs> I'd like to think that every song yeah. started with an, an intro from the monks of because that's the only one they know and they always <laughs> sing it and I'm glad that people hated them <laughs> I'm glad people sacked the monastery because if I had to listen to that all day I definitely would have you know directed a Viking longboat towards towards the monks and said, Boys, have at it. yeah uh, they were Belgian monks who spent three centuries studying saints and creating a whole big fucking boring book called The Lives of Saints it contains 68 volumes, the last of which was published in 1949. There are several Valentines, Valenti, I think they were calling them, including these three who apparently all died on the same day. Very confusing. But what we do know is none of them had anything to do with romance. And in fact, the story about your man doing marriages on the sly is probably made up. Uh, according to the monks, a much juicier take on things. If we yes, want to, give me the juice. Yeah, if give we want to get juicy and sexy about this, is that the modern holiday is a Christian cover-up of an ancient Roman pagan celebration called, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Lupercalia. You're probably not, because he played for Lu- Inter Milan. Lupercalia. Allora, I don't know, um, but it was in mid-February. And it was a very sexy holiday. Let me give you a rundown of the night that you that you could expect. Okay, imagine this was your Valentine's back in the day. This is your February 14th. So the night kicks off with a bit of animal sacrifice. Okay, yep. Goats, dogs usually, right? Casual. After which they would smear the animal blood on a couple of naked guys. So far it's not it so weird, far? but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So far, this is every Tuesday for me. Then they'd have dinner. Lovely. And then after the dinner, the naked men would uh, cut strips of goat hide and then run around the town slapping women (laughs) with these, like, thongs of goat hide. (laughs) And the women believed that this would promote conception and bring about um healthy babies so it was kind of a like a fertility uh ritual celebration type yeah. job then you think the night's over it's not the women would write their names on clay tablets because they didn't have like scraps of paper and a biro they'd write their name on clay tablets put them in a jar and then the men would just pick one at random and they'd couple up no I- can I just confirm, being from a representative from down south, maybe from the north, Listoon Varna, that still happens there, is that right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not without <laughs> the, it's not outside the, I mean, the animal sacrifice and all that aside, that does still sound like in some towns in Ireland, you would get guys running about with animal hides, like hitting women in the face with it, and then the women just like, put their names into a raffle drum and in the bar someone yeah, reads yeah, it out. Yeah. What's great is I didn't say that they hit the women in the face. You've added that, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. No, well, <laughs> it's a nice addition. Well, here's the thing. I just said they slapped Yeah, them. but I'm thinking like, you know in a comedy movie when you see someone get slapped with a fish? Right, it's okay, like okay. It's definitely like that. So you might be wondering what the hell any of this has to do with Ireland. Yeah, and... I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Which is fair. I will let you know after these messages. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Join Luke Moore and me, Pete Donaldson, for an unplanned half hour where we discuss life's great mysteries like can a man survive by eating roadkill as well as the week's most bizarre new stories and your ridiculous adventures like this one about an almost catastrophic shortcut. We eventually came to a large railed fence which I decided we should climb, a scale to 15 foot-ish fence. And as I was sat atop, ready to jump down, three or four police came running from a little building we hadn't noticed before shouting at me and grabbing my mate Sam. I was faced with the choice of legging it onto the other side of the fence or gallantly going back to help my friend. I returned to Sam and the quite pissed off police and my gallantry was rewarded as they advised me that I had been climbing into the zoo and would have landed in an animal enclosure. Listen to the Look at Pete show wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. The Luke and Pete show is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hello and welcome back. I am about to let you know. I'm sure you've just you've just been dying to find out what the hell any of this has to do with Ireland. Yeah, I'm not seeing a link between the subject of St. Valentine and Ireland, but I'm convinced they can crowbar one in somewhere. Oh, 100%. Let me be clear, there's not a huge link here. It's it's a lot like um, the Santa Claus episode where it turned out that he was buried in Ireland. And when I say that it's like that, it, it's exactly like that. Um, ah, yes. Because they say that St. Valentine, or at least part of him, is buried in Ireland. Probably his cock. Oh, just went right there. But wouldn't that be kind of like, let's be just a, like a dead, shriveled little pain. I don't know what he was working with. I've no, I've no idea. <laughs> but one way or another, when you're dead, like it's not going to maintain any kind of stature, is it? So what you're talking about is just a sort of millennia old, tiny saint cock. I think it depends what you were doing at the time of death. I really think that's got a lot to do with it. Like, don't get me wrong. If you were in your knees up to snow, you know, fishing on a frozen lake. I'm so glad you said snow. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving right along. In the 1800s, a famous preacher called, I mean, I don't know how famous, you know, depending on the time. Three people knew him at the time, so he was very famous. Uh, His name was Father John Spratt. He went off to Rome to speak there to all the highfalutin holy people. All the big Um, wigs. All the fucking big wigs. All the holy big wigs, right? So while he was there, Pope Gregory XVI gave him a little gift, which I thought was quite nice of him. Nice. The the gift was St. Valentine's remains and a little vial of his blood. Right. I mean, when you said a gift, I thought you meant... I thought you meant like a little snow globe. Something nice that you might actually want. Yeah, no. The remains of St. Valentine and a little vial of his blood. I'm not sure if I mentioned. Do you think 
that's a reflection of St. Valentine and the fact that they didn't think he was much use. They're like, do you know what? This is just going to be knocking about our attic. Do you, do you want to take it home? You know, like when <laughs> you go to someone's house and they give you food to take yeah, away yeah. and you're like, it wasn't that nice. But then you realise that's why they're giving you it. It's maybe the first example of like re-gifting. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. St. Valentine was re-gifted. <laughs> yeah, he was we, re-gifted. We can say that for sure. By Pope Gregory the Sixteenth, I all I can say is I'd hate to get him for Secret Santa. So apparently they were given in this this little wooden box. Uh, it was trimmed with like a silk ribbon and it had a wax seal and it was all very pretty. And they travelled back to Ireland with th- this priest and arrived there in eighteen thirty six. And since then, Saint Valentine's relics, as they call them, have been set in a little shrine in Whitefriar Street Church which I'm pretty sure I know this church. It's also called Our Lady of Mount Carmel. I am nearly positive I have been in this church. And so there's a little shrine there with with what is supposedly, anyway, St. Valentine's remains and, and the little pile of his blood. <laughs> I mean, we just got <laughs> to add that to the places that we need to go. A hundred percent we should go there. Now, here is the thing, because remember we were talking about where Santa was buried and you were like... Mm, not really a tourist trap because who the fuck wants to see where Santa's buried a lot of people want to know where Valentine is buried and they want to travel there and they want to fucking visit him all sorts goes on there all sorts so on Valentine's Day every year the the remains are sort of set in a little place of honour by the altar and they have this like blessing of the ring ceremony and this whole thing and then local couples and couples from all over are invited to attend this sort of tradition that goes on and they they come and they visit and they ask to be blessed by St. Valentine and they come all year round just to see the shrine. They leave him little notes. They leave him lovely little notes of gratitude and they ask for his guidance and his advice and his blessings. And apparently a few men have actually proposed there. Oh, I thought you were going to say like done a shot with a bit of his blood or something. Oh, well, I mean, that would be much more exciting and I'd rather be part of that than a fucking proposal. I just yeah. want it on record. I just want it on record that nobody ever better proposed to me at the remains of some old dusty saint. Yeah. I don't want that. And, and I don't hey, want it. I, it. There's no way that's him. The Pope was just like, <laughs> let's give no. this guy. So the, he arrived, he arrived and the Pope and all the boys were like, we haven't got this guy anything. Someone sort something quick. Yeah, give him the box, give him the box. I bet they didn't even open the box because it was all like, so look, the remains are in there. Don't open it, obviously, because that's that would be really uncool and sacrilegious. So just keep the box closed. Yeah. Take it home. Tell your people. Enjoy. Bye. Enjoy yeah. the box. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally his remains. Have, have a great time. Bye. I mean, I, I think it's mad <laughs> when you think that there are cathedrals and churches and chapels with the what claim to be the actual remains of yeah. like big historical people that we're talking about. Like, I remember being in the Cathedral of Mallorca, they were like, oh, there's this person. I didn't read who it was running, but they're like, this guy's from, like, you know, BC9, which sounds like a DJ group. It does a bit. It does a bit. (laughs) Firstly, let's add him to the list of that weird concert we're going to have with UB40 on a UB2 with Simply Red. No, it was (laughs) UB40 on the QE2. The QE2. Yeah. Great. Let's add... BC9 to the list. Yeah. Um, 
And also, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places arguing that they, in fact, have the remains. I think there's one place in Scotland who are very adamant. He's not going to be in Scotland. Why the fuck would he be in Scotland? He's not going to be. No disrespect to Scotland, but that's not where he's going to be. No, no, I I tend to agree. I tend to agree. But also, so here's here's a nice little thing. The church's visitor book is full of people... It's like, it's that once really lovely and a little bit funny to me. This is terrible, but it's full of people's like prayers about love, which I'm sure is a fun read. Um, <laughs> but they also write letters to St. Valentine and he has received tens of thousands of letters, which they send to this church because they, like, they feel like that's the closest connection, like he's there. So Dublin is now home to the world's biggest collection of Valentine's letters. Uh- I mean, it, that's just, you know what that is? Like, I know you're proud to be from Dublin, but that's like, nobody cares. I'm, I want to be very clear. I'm not proud to be from Dublin for this. I'm proud that I found a link to Ireland for this podcast. Yeah, congrats on the link, but that's like not cool at all that there's the most letters sent to a place. Like, who gives a fuck? Fuck you. You've got like one nice chippy in a pub. We've got how, way more How than that. dare you? We've got. Did you see Nick, Nicki Minaj do a Northern, Northern Irish accent? And James I Gordon didn't. Show? I didn't. But I want to. She did, and it's like gone viral, and it's one of those ones where I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Is it not good? It's fine. It is quite good, actually. Oh. It's quite good. But I just, I mean, oh. I just don't see how it will better anyone's <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Okay, well, I guess that's that's as nice a way as any to wrap up this lovely Valentine's episode. Except also we have. Couple of emails. You love them. You love. Can I just say quickly before the emails? I love it the way when we wrap up a subject, we just basically go. Well, that's that's it. That's it covered. Because what happens is I look at the clock and I go, "That's as much time as I have," (laughs) and we're done. These are all my facts. I have given you all of the facts, and now we are finished. (laughs) Okay, email from Matthew Gormley. With a very interesting spelling of Matthew. It's like the Irish spelling. So good on you. And his dad, Paul. Hello, lads. Um, They said, you had us both cracking up at your Christmas episode. And we thought we'd make you aware. Oh, no. You've got a minimum of two listeners. Oh, I thought they were going to make us aware of a fact we got wrong. Uh, You've got a minimum of two listeners in Turkey. Yes. Shane. Merhaba. Merhaba. As it turns out, we are going to be quite near St. Nicholas Church in March. So we'll be sure to check it out for you and do some top notch, not historian fact verification. That's great. Well, I love it. The, the Gormley boys. Um, I love that. Yeah. Send us a send us a picture of the, yeah. of the, the Gormley boys outside uh, St. Nicholas Church. We'd love that. Oh, I'd love that. I've got an email from Lewis Donnelly. It could be Lew- one of those ones. Could be Lewis. Could be Louis. Donnelly, but who knows? Who knows? Um, after Hazel asked for a limerick last week, uh, in a recent episode, Hazel, you asked for a limerick. I did. So here we go. There once was a bear in Clare. We don't know when he was there. We had a good date, but nerd said that's late. We're not historians, so we don't care. That's great. Well done. I forgot the episode that we did, but that's I have great. no idea when, uh, I, when yeah, or why, we don't, but we points don't know. For As soon effort. as we stop recording, we don't know. But hey, we appreciate that, uh, Louis, or possibly Lewis. If anybody uh, wants to send us an email about anything about... Anything at all. Anything. Maybe a few little love letters. Maybe a historical link you have or an episode you think we should cover. Hello at nothistorians.com. Uh, we're on all the socials at the Hazel Hayes or at Shane Todd or Shane Todd Comedy or I don't care um, or you can use the hashtag WNFH if you don't want to do any bad words 
Love it. Love it. It's love all this been episode. about love. It's all been about love. Love you guys. Love you, Shane. Love the pods. Love historians. Just so much love to go around. Wow. We hope you've enjoyed this special, almost loving edition of We're Not Fucking Historians. Yeah. If you liked it, please, you know, rate, subscribe, let us know. If you didn't like it, just don't don't fucking bother. Keep it to yourself. And uh, keep it to yourself. And join us next time. And until then... We're not fucking historians. <laughs> We're Not Fucking Historians is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Listener, I said tonight is your lucky night. Shane Tan along with his list from the podcast, yeah.